0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, April the 14th. And we come off a a clear bummer of a day of Phillies baseball. You wake up in the morning on a day when the Phillies are playing a doubleheader, even if it is just seven innings each game. And and there's an energy, there's an excitement to that day. Everyone's saying the same thing. Let's take two today. Let's take two. Let's play two and then let's take two. What an opportunity we have today. And you know what? If nothing else, I'm sure we'll split, right? We'll split. But let's take two. What a, What a shot. And of course, you know, by the end of the night, you're like, well, they took two and that was not as fun a day as I expected it to be. And then that's obviously what it turned out. And, um, certainly the way it played out was a bummer. The first game, and we'll dive into, you know, all of it, but the first game really, really felt like, um, it didn't feel like they were going to win throughout the game. And then at the end, it felt like they were going to steal it. It felt like, Oh my goodness. We're actually going to take this one with Nola going in game two. How about it? And then, um, And then we didn't. And then in game two, we had Nola and well, it didn't work out like we wanted it to. So a rough day, the Phillies fall to five and four. And certainly look, um, big picture. You start the season against the Braves and the Mets and start five and four in your first nine. That's not bad. you know, it's not, you know, it's not great, but you're still ahead of those teams. Like it's not, it's not awful. Um, you know, you're still around those teams. Um, but, you know, certainly the way it played out uh, with the, the hot start and then cooling off, losing four of the last five essentially, with losing two or three in Atlanta and then losing these first two against New York back at it tonight and then tomorrow. Um, though we'll see with the rain schedule for the next couple of days, and particularly tomorrow, it appears. And look, with the ground pitching, uh, I never want to rain out because uh, we've talked about it. You know, you wake up and you know, even I just talk about a double header, but just a regular day, you wake up and you say, All right. It's a day between April and September. I get to watch the Phillies play today. You yeah, know, cool. That's that's something that it feels like a given most of those days and any of the days that you don't. Off days or unintended off days are always a bummer. But, you know, if you miss DeGrom on Thursday, yeah, worse things have happened, right? Um, but, but, and, you know, look, the Phillies did beat DeGrom in their first meeting this year. But uh, having said that, um... Look, they they put themselves in a spot where they certainly need tonight's game, and you know you really want them to win the next two and and even out this series because um, losing two yesterday was a real bummer. It was a, it was a real letdown. As um, you know, again this team was building some momentum, um, and they stumbled a bit with those first two in Atlanta, um, but really had a chance, and and you could argue could have and should have won game two. Um, the Alvarado bonehead play game, and then obviously winning game three with some momentum. You know, obviously there was the the controversial call that we've talked about, but um, outside of that, you know, it was it was still a momentum win. It was a you know, not getting swept, taking a stand on Sunday night baseball, and winning a big baseball game, getting some key hits, getting some big pitches, um, and you felt good. You felt good heading into the Mets series. Obviously, the rain out two days ago throws off the rhythm a little bit, but. Doubleheader. Let's go. But um, again, you know, not what we wanted. It didn't turn out the way we wanted to. But we'll talk about it nonetheless because that's what we do and, and we'll look ahead to today and hope that uh, the Phillies can get back on track. With a win with Zach Wheeler on the Hill Wheeler, of course, uh, so awesome. Uh, you know, obviously in the first start of the season, less awesome in his last start. Um, hopefully he can give us something. In this game uh today, but but back to Yasha. Let's dive into it as uh again just a, a brutal, brutal doubleheader loss. Uh game one, like I said, it felt like they weren't gonna win mostly because they got they got such a slow start, two nothing in the first inning as the Mets come out and uh get to Chase Anderson quickly. Dominic Smith a two run home run in the first inning Tom Smith, by the way, I think a very underrated player. He's annoying because he's Matt, and it feels like he's always got something to say. But he's a, he's a really good baseball player, and if he were a Philly, I think we'd love him. So I always, you know, look, uh, you know, I, I sports hate with the best of them, but I also can uh, acknowledge that, uh, that if they were on our team, I'd probably like them a lot more. And Tom Smith's certainly one of those guys. He's awesome. He's a really good hitter, and I don't think he gets the um the attention that he probably deserves for, for how good he is. Um two run shot. Uh, they get one back in the second. Andrew Nap a sacrifice fly scoring. Alec Boehm. The Bomber. All he does is score on sack flies. Of course leading to a lot of Boehm touch home jokes, which, you know, I partook in and, and uh I feel good about it. I think uh, I think that was a worthwhile one and, you know, I think also kind of just one of those funny baseball coincidences when you know the the last game ends on this you know, dramatic or not doesn't technically end but but essentially game winning run on this this dramatic controversial call at the plate on a sack fly where Alec Boehm scores and then the very first uh, time the Phillies score again the next game is the Alec Boehm scoring on a sack fly um is is funny there's something there you know there's there's a I'm I'm not a writer or anything but I think there's something narrative um, there. So, uh, Phillies score one there and then go dormant for a while. As uh, uh, Tywin Walker is good, man. Uh, he looked really good. Uh, Ultimately, he only goes four and a third innings, but did have eight strikeouts in those four and a third innings. He was someone I wanted the Phillies to target in the off-season. They didn't ultimately go after him. Apparently, they were in on him at times, but ultimately, um, spent money elsewhere on Chase Anderson and Matt Moore. And granted, Tywin Walker went for more. Um, but he's certainly better than than those two guys. I think we can all agree on that, right? Um, As Tywin Walker was pretty nasty, uh, ultimately doesn't get deep into the game, only through 80 pitches. Um, But Chase Anderson settled in after that first inning goes four innings. Two earned, three strikeouts, three walks, three hits. You know, not good, but after the first inning wasn't nearly as bad. Only 74 pitches, so they didn't let him go deep into the game um, after that. Um, Jojo Romero comes in the fifth, shuts it down. Nice to see Jojo, uh, he gave up a walk, but then gets a, a really nice double play ball by DD to make the play and get two there. And they ultimately, uh, get out of that inning clean for Jojo. That was cool to see Alvarado clean and Connor Brogdon nastiness. Brogdon was nasty too. I uh, gave up a walk in it and a hit batter and then just dominated his way out of the inning. Um, was really impressive. Uh, again, I still maintain wholeheartedly he is the best relief pitcher on this team. Uh, he's nasty. Connor Brogdon is nasty and, and certainly doesn't seem like moments are at all too big for him. So um, I'm excited about Brogdon. That's a guy we should all be excited about. And I'm excited to see JoJo on the team. Again, like we talked about when Archie went on the IL after the weekend series in Atlanta when we talked on Monday, Um I was bummed that Archie went on the I.L. because they need Archie's really good, and he gives them a lot of options and can pitch in any inning on any spot. I'm obviously the most veteran guy in that pen. But uh, I was uh, on the flip side, I was happy to see JoJo on the roster. I thought he should have made it out of spring training. So, you know, again, while, while you don't want to see Archie go, I was happy to see JoJo up, and it was good to see JoJo pitch so well in this spot. And they needed it, you know, because the offense didn't get going too much. They were able to take a lead, though. They get a run in the six, a Gene Segura infield single, really like a dribbler uh, to third base, and Genie hustle, right? No one has ever said that Gene Segura doesn't hustle at first base. Uh, Well, maybe. Uh, But Segura had a nice hustle there. Uh, Beat it, you know, not handily, I don't want to say, but certainly was, was, you know, no question he beat it and uh scores uh, Hoskins is able to score from third there makes it 2-2 and then in the 8th uh, so we get to extras uh, d- uh, again I uh, look I I like the uh, 7-8 double outer. I do actually I'm 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 cool with it I, I don't I don't love it it's not my favorite change but you know look as we've talked about uh, it, you know I I love baseball I watch all these games obviously we talk about them um but I get that it's definitely a longer sport and, and on weeknights and stuff like that. People have to go to work. I have to go to work. So um, I get it. You know, I think a seven-inning doubleheader, look, even last night's game didn't end until like 10.40 or whatever, you know. Um, so um, 10.30, 10.40, whatever it was, you know, it went relatively late for a weeknight, you know, nothing, um, you know, I do think that I, I get the argument and I am willing to bend on certain things in my um you know, not I'm not necessarily old school, but there are certain things that the fabric of the game types off that I, I certainly generally am anti. When I heard about the seven inning doubleheaders, I was so against it. I thought it was Mickey Mouse, I, I thought it was a clown show, I hated it. And uh, I, I think last year it won me over, at least in the sense that I get it and I think it makes sense and it's, it's easier on these players, especially um you know, getting back to 162 games after that weird shortened season last year, all that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I have come to say, cool. I, I can accept the uh, seventh inning. No header, which leads us to another rules. We're talking about getting to the eighth inning and it, which still, uh, they go through the, uh, seventh. We get to the eighth, which again, still throws me off, um, the runner on second base to start actors. I barely remember it, that it's happening when it happens, but, um, I actually, another, that's another one that I, I hated even more than the seven and double hires coming in. I was like, this is like Bush league legitimately. And I, I can't say I hate it. I'm not going to say I love it, but I definitely like it. I think I need to see more of it. Um, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say I love it because again, it is, it is wonky and weird and uh, you know, it does. Change the dynamics of the game and all that, but I will say, from a a excitement perspective, it does add a bit of a an intensity to it. You know, the the extra innings. You know, this run on second base. It's like whoa! Like this is for real. This is intense. Immediately, it's not like oh, pitcher come in and then gets three outs. Another guy doing. You can go through a couple innings and in an extra is innings game that can you know drag sometimes necessarily. You know, so I, I do uh, I do think there is some. Some argument to be made for the excitement of it. Uh, ultimately, it looked like it was going to work out for the Phillies, and then it didn't as the Phillies uh, get to the eighth um, and uh, end up scoring a run. Uh, looks like the, the Mets are get out of the inning. Didi Gregorius uh, reached an infield single. Uh, so the Phillies scored two runs on infield singles in this game, uh, scoring McCutcheon from third um and uh you're feeling good Hector coming in in the bottom of the eighth inning and uh and unfortunately it just wasn't Hector's day and it was look it was one of those um I'm not gonna make excuses for Hector but um we'll get to one reason I mean Joe West was awful The no, I'm fine. we'll talk about that in a sec but um, that, uh, Hector really got, got jobbed on a call. I mean, it was a clear strike on a three, two count and, uh, it was a big one, uh, leading to the walk. It was big. It was a big, big, big pitch and a big call. Um, but also look the, other than the Pete Alonzo shot that scored the first run, the rest of it, it felt like Hector didn't get hit t- too hard. And even though Pete Alonzo shot was like Dede's glove, it felt like it was, you know, uh, six inches from it as he leaped up. It was so close. Um, anyway, uh, that, that, uh, you know, neither here nor there, the Mets score a run. They win the game. They end up loading the bases with, uh, with only one out. And, uh, Jonathan Villar, it's a fly ball to of the outfield that ultimately, you know, uh, drops because the Phillies were playing in because, uh, the run ends the game and that's what it did. And, uh, and it was a loss, uh, a few, a few things to talk about quickly before we move on to the second game, because the second game is... A little ho-hum. um A bummer, but ho-hum. a couple things before we move on. And let's start where we just left off. I mean, Joe West is an abomination to Major League Baseball. What a horrible, horrible umpire. I mean, he was all over the place in this game. There was zero consistency to his calls. He... Look, and and I think, you know, on a basic level, like let's think about it, right? I mean, we're talking about a guy, Joe West, who's, you know, what at fifties, sixties, you know, certainly not forties. You know, he's in his in his older years. And um someone who is, you know, not necessarily in I'm not gonna, you know, besmirch his, his physical appearance or anything like that, but he's not like in you know, peak physical condition, right? And this guy is is the guy who's judging these 100 mile per hour pitches and 97 mile per hour sliders. And when it's crossing over a little plate, when he is standing behind the catcher and like kind of trying to look from above the depth perception, all those things, like it's just such a flawed concept. And, you know, some are are really good at it and some aren't. And Joe West is awful at it. And there's a reason he's called Cowboy Joe West because he he is a, a not fun to to deal with as a player either, and he's it's his way of the highway, and he he lets you know. And uh, I just I hate when Joe West is the uh, home plate on for game. I hate it. I hate it. It just feels like look, some calls are gonna go your way and some aren't, and sometimes it's gonna be it's your benefit, and sometimes it isn't. But but watching a Joe West call game sucks because there's no consistency, or anything, and it's not. An enjoyable watch um all right some other things uh from this game and i'll, I'll save one for last uh, uh there was a, a moment when alvarado was on the hill where uh so he hit confer first he threw and it almost hit Conferto on the head and then uh, he ends up hitting Conferto with either the next pitch or the pitch after it was in that same bat and uh and it was like a tense moment it felt like the benches might clear you know players were piping up from the other bench the mets bench it was um you know, he was like waving at him. Uh, Alvarado was like, you know, giving them the shush sign and all that. So it was, it was tense. It was tense and uh, it felt like something might happen. um, But, but it didn't. And and obviously that's a good thing. Um, All right. And then uh, last thing before we move on, Um, and I know we've talked about it, but Roman Quinn, it's tough having Roman Quinn on the major league roster. Like, I don't know how much longer you can keep him up. He's not a major league player. He's he's a sieve as a hitter. He's one of the most automatic outs as a Phillies hitter I can remember in a long time. Like, he is awful. And here's the thing. And what we saw yesterday in that first game with his stealing of third Um, with two outs, first and second, your best hitter at the plate, he steals third. Um, first of all, like, why are you stealing third? Look, I know you can steal any base at any time, but you're like, you're going to score from second, you're running on contact, like, you're going to score from second, no matter what, on any hit, like, there's no reason to steal third, maybe they told him to, but I really doubt it, I think that was a, he saw an opportunity, look, to, to be fair, he beat the throw by a mile, like the throw was a horrible throw and it was way high and, and it went way up there and, uh, it looked like it was going to get past Guillermo third and he jumped up and grabbed it. And I, I think what happened is it looked like Roman Quinn, um, in sliding to third, like thought the ball went past him and was turning to come home and got caught off the base. It also kind of from other angles looked like he fell on him. Uh, Guillermo fell on him and, um, pushed him off the back. I think it was the Quinn, um, slid in looked up thought that the ball got past him and started to run him either way he's called out and the whole thing was a disaster it was really a mess like and it screwed up what could have been a beginning potentially and, and they could have scored you know runs there <laughs> you know it was, uh, who knows even that run would have been massive maybe you don't go to uh you know you, you don't lose the game legitimately so Um, it was a horrible sequence. And again, just the decision to run itself, that alone, like you're scoring no matter what, there's two outs first and second. You're scoring no matter what you're scoring on contact, you idiot. Like, what are you doing? You don't need to steal third. Like, it was just stupid. And then to end up getting tagged out there and end the the play, I mean, was, was that much worse. Just a, uh, really disastrous sequence. I mean it from him. And, um, and when he's a hole offensively and he is below average defensively, if he's not even going to give you the base pass stuff when he does get on, if he's going to make dumb moves like that, like, then what the hell is the point of him having him on the roster? He should be on the roster regardless of that, but, like, that is should be the nail in the coffin for him being on the roster. That's how I feel. Um, give Kingery a shot. Like, give moniac a shot. Like, let's go. Moniac, you know, particularly. But if you want a righty, someone can get right hand and bring Kingery up. Like, he can't be worse can't be worse he really can I know he's a mess right now but he can't be worse um all right game two and look there's not a ton to to dive into in this one as I said but um you know look that this one ultimately what it comes down to is is two things is uh the bats doing nothing against Marcus Stroman Marcus Stroman for the second time of the season just shutting down the Phillies bats a combined six hits for the Phillies in this game. Obviously, no runs. No one had more than one hit. You go down the line, Matt Choice, one for three. Hoskins, over oh three. Harper, over oh three. Romuto, one for three. Bohm, one for three. Gregorius, one for three. Segura, one for three. Hazley, over oh two. I mean, Brad Miller, pinch hit, went one for one. And it's just like. I mean, look. I know Marcus Stroman is a good pitcher, but after losing that first game and knowing your situation, uh, like to put up nothing. I mean, this offense is, is 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 supposed to be legit. And look, whatever it happens, second game of doubleheader. I'm not going to kill the offense if the bats go cold. Marcus Stroman looked really good. It happens, but look, I will say, Arnold You know, and that's the thing is like it's hard to to kill him because he wasn't horrible. I mean, Nola. Five innings, three earned, seven strikeouts, one walk, seven hits. But it's not good enough. Like, that's not good enough from Aaron Nola in a game there where you lose that first game. And you got Nola against Strowman. Like, Nola has to match Strowman or at least come closer. Five innings, one run, you lose. All right, you know what, Aaron? And even then, like, I need Aaron Nola to give me more than five innings. Like we used all those guys in the pen and look, Spencer Howard ends up pitching one inning and you only pitch six innings because you lose anyway. Um, you know, you lose you do know, have to bat in the bottom of the seventh. Um and and Spencer Howard gives up a run in his inning. Um, thirty two pitches. Labored looked really nasty at first and then uh you know, kinda of struggled. But ultimately Nola, look, you need you need more from him. And you know, you need more. You need more. And look, I know um, it's only one. start. Last two starts have not been great. Noel's shown that he can, you know, go from a couple of bad starts and then turn it on and be, you know, outstanding for 10, 12 in a row, whatever. But, um, I definitely, I thought in that spot game two of the doubleheader after the way they lost that first one, I wanted more. I wanted more from Nolan, uh, I wanted more from the offense too, though. You know, again, I'm, I'm not going to put it all on Nolan when they lose for nothing. I mean, what are you supposed to do? You know, score some freaking runs, you know? Um, But I I do think that it is fair to say that that Nola needs to be better. Stroman goes six shutout. uh, Nola goes five, three runs. I mean, that's just not good enough in that spot. Um, And, look, he can't be his best every time out. There are going to be days. But, you know, going up against the Mets um, in this spot where you have a real chance to – you need to, to gain a little momentum that day. You lose that first game, and it's crushing like that. Like, you know, that's where your ace comes in and and, and stops the bleeding. Again, you're, you've are you lost three of four at that point. Now it's four of five. Again, that's not, you know, the the I don't know. It's not the end of the world. But when you're sitting at four and one, and then you're five and four, it's not ideal, right? I mean, that's not what you want. So, um. You're sitting at 4-0. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Sitting at 4-0, oh, now you're 5-4. So, 1-4 in their last one. Uh, excuse me, 5, even worse. So, um, you want Nolan to step in and, and take that down. And uh, I don't think he was good enough yesterday. Again, not an indictment and all. I think he's great. But um, I wanted more yesterday, and we didn't get it. And uh, it's a bummer because uh, they lost. And uh, it was a bummer of a loss because... Now it makes tonight's game so much more important. Wheeler versus David Peterson. So at least you feel like you have the advantage. Zach Wheeler going against his old team. You know, did not start in that series against him last time. So uh, it's a big one. I'm excited to see Wheeler against his old team back in that stadium. And uh, and they need him desperately because, you know, I love Eflin, but it's Eflin versus ground on Thursday if that game happens. Um, so you're going to be in scrum. I feel like, you know, just naturally you never have the advantage. It is what it is. So, um, the Phillies could really use Zach Wheeler to come out and look like first start of the season, Zach Wheeler, not second start of the season. Zach Wheeler. And look, to be fair, that was the second time he faced the Braves first two starts. Like they see you, they get to know you. It's tougher. It's like through the lineup stuff and all that, see them that close together. But so a fresh team, that should be good. But they also know Zach Wheeler used to play for him. So, um, it'll be interesting. We need, we need Wheeler to bring it. And, uh, I think he can. And uh, I, I think you will, but uh, need to get some runs too. So, either way, it's a big one. It's a big one tonight, or a big early season one. Again, you want to fall to 500. Um, so, uh, let's go, Phil's. Either way, we, whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So, until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today, right here on the Phillies 24 7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,